0: Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning and welcome to the show for Thursday, September 28, 2023. Coming up, celebrity birthdays, this day in history. Did you know Blockbuster could have bought Netflix? Yeah, we've got that story coming up. Plus, the borrowing of an alligator occurred. We're going to talk to you about that in Stranger Than Fiction. And the guy who invented the nutrition label has passed away. Caught doing good, some people save a carjacking with their karate. And we'll be doing our outdoor moment coming up in the 8 o'clock hour with Chase Tressler at Innovation Outdoors, brought to you by Arkansas Elite Welding Academy. All that and more on the way today, brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com, or give them a call, 479-253-1234. Good morning to you. It is time now for your Celebrity Birthdays here for Thursday, September 28th, 2023. Frankie Jonas, the littlest Jonas brother, is 23. He was in Camp Rock 2. You may have seen him there. Hannah Mae Lee, who plays Lily, the extremely quiet beatboxer in the Pitch Perfect movies, is 35 today. Singer and actress Hilary Duff is 36. St. Vincent, the Grammy winner, is 41. Bam Margera, Oh man, he was in a lot of the idiotic shows from MTV. He's forty-four. He's had a lot of trouble with addiction and stuff too, in and out of uh, rehab, I guess. Dita Von Teese, the burlesque dancer, is fifty-one. Karen Fairchild from Little Big Town is fifty-four. Naomi Watts, she was Four's mother in the Divergent movies and a lot more. Fifty-five today. Mira Sorvino is fifty-six. Janine Garofalo is 59. Jeffrey Dr- uh, Jeffrey Jones, who is Dean Rooney in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, is 77. What else we got going? Today's National Good Neighbor Day, so be good. And on this day in history, in 1542, a Portuguese navigator working for the Spanish crown, one Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo, discovered California when he sailed into present-day San Diego Bay. In 1850, flogging was abolished as a form of punishment on U.S. Navy vessels. Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin on this date in 1928. Hey Jude by the Beatles hit number one in 1968. Star Trek The Next Generation premiered on this date in 1987. Rope in the Wind. Oh, man, I love that CD. Uh by Garth Brooks became the first country music album to debut at number 1 on Billboard's Pop Album Chart that happened again on this date in 1991. Chris Farley, Chris Rock and Julia Sweeney became members of SNL also in 1991. Rascal Flatts released their third album Feels Like Today featuring Bless the Broken Road on this date in 2004 and in 2005 Tom Delay was indicted on charges of criminal conspiracy by a Texas grand jury. He then resigned his seat in the House of Representatives. In June of 2006, I wonder if it's going to happen to that other guy who's uh, indicted on bribery. Can't remember his name last week. Anyway, whatever. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. Good morning to you. It is time now for your random facts. At uh, a see, Amori, Japan is the snowiest city in the world. It gets an average of 312 inches of snow per year. Which is equivalent to 26 feet. That is a lot of snow. Amori, Japan. If you like snow, then go there. Go to there. Next random fact. There are 28 fireplaces in the White House. Yeah, plenty of places to burn evidence. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't, couldn't resist. There have been only two first ladies born outside of the U.S., John Quincy Adams' wife, Louisa Adams, was born in England. And Melania Trump was born in Slovenia, which was then part of Yugoslavia. Slovenia. Okay, let's see. Wow. AIDS was originally called GRID. The CDC realized the term was wrong since multiple lifestyles could get it and they changed the name to AIDS in September of 1982 those are your random facts good morning and a very pleasant good morning to you thanks for being here on your Thursday today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan attorneys at law well Rolling Stone has put together a list of the 50 worst decisions in movie history 50 worst one of them was when Netflix founders flew to Dallas to meet with Blockbuster executives. Both companies were in trouble at the time. Of course, Blockbuster is extinct now. But Blockbuster had the chance to buy Netflix for $50 million. This is uh, the Netflix co-founder and former CEO Mark Randolph talking about that meeting. We kind of make our pitch to them. We go, we think... There is great synergy here. We could run your online business. You'd run the stores. This would be a great combination. But they finally said, so what do you think we should pay for you? And I remember, but he goes, like, $50 million. I swear they were all kind of holding a laugh in because they found that so ridiculous. I remember sitting there going, oh, God, now we're going to have to kick So that is uh, from the documentary called Netflix versus the World. How bad do you think Blockbuster feels at this point? They could have had Netflix for a deal. But at the time, you just don't know. You never know what's going to happen. But uh, they could have not been extinct. Or maybe you would uh, say Blockbuster buys Netflix and Blockbuster runs that into the ground too. But did they really run it into the ground? It was more of behavioral changes with people uh, consuming their media. They just didn't pivot. In time, right? So uh, anyway, pretty wild. Uh, That is again from the documentary Netflix versus the World, that clip there. But Rolling Stone putting together a list of the 50 worst decisions in movie history. Check it out if you want to see the other 49. Good morning. Good morning and happy Thursday to you. How's the morning going so far? Pretty good? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Everything's going all right. I'm glad you're hanging out here, and uh, let me tell you, you know when we buy food out there, you look at the nutrition facts on the back? You know, how much sodium's in it? How many calories? What's the serving size? Well, the designer of that little gem of a label is no longer with us. You may not know this guy's name, but you'll see his work on everything at the store. Graphic designer Burke... Berkey Belser has passed away at the age of 76. He designed the Nutrition Facts label that you see on food packaging. He designed it. So I guess he didn't invent the idea. He designed the look of it. He died Monday at his home in Bethesda, Maryland. His wife revealed it was uh, bladder cancer. But yeah, had nothing to do with his diet. Yeah, don't even go there. His Nutrition Label debuted in 1994 after Congress passed the Nutrition Labeling and Education Act and we're Still using it here, 30 years later. They've tweaked it a few times since then, but it's largely unchanged. I mean, it's a black and white label. It's pretty simple. Before the early 90s, food companies did not have to list calories. (laughs) Those were the days. For some reason, uh, the more they list calories, the fatter we get. How is that? Do we think that our country has gotten more healthy since the nutrition label? I I mean, I don't know that it's done anything, has it? I don't know. You know, they keep putting garbage in food that just, uh, you know, goes straight to my gut. Uh, Before the early 90s, food companies didn't have to list the calories or things uh, like serving size and saturated fat. When it came to knowing what you were eating, it was a free for all. That was, I mean, it was bliss. His design was praised for being simple, straightforward, and easy to understand. President Clinton gave him a Presidential Design Award for it. And the head of the FDA back then still calls him an absolute genius. I mean, look, I can appreciate the guy's work, but genius? It's a black and white label with details on it. I don't I don't know. But he got that Presidential Design Award from Bill Clinton. I tell you what, I'm so glad you designed this. I tell you. Now I know how many calories are in the Big Macs when I take a run. And I go to McDonald's and I get that Big Mac. I know how many calories are in it. I know how long I have to run back to the Watt house. Make sure everything will stay off me. Something like that? I don't know. Anyway, he also designed the bright yellow energy guide label. Now, that is something that's easily recognizable. Yeah, this guy's like the uh, government warning designer guy that you see on your appliances and TVs and all that good stuff. So Anyway, rest in peace to Mr. Berkey. Belser, the designer of the Nutrition Facts label and the Energy Guide stickers as well. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, a Florida woman recently borrowed an alligator. How do you borrow an alligator, by the way? But anyway, that's the allegation. She borrowed it from her previous job, a.k.a. Stolen, uh, stealing, a.k.a. Stealing, a.k.a. Stolen. Uh, she borrowed it from her previous job for a birthday photo shoot that is one birthday I don't want to go to she kept it inside of a hotel a hotel room in the bathroom she had a an alligator in the bathtub at a hotel room that's that's real Madison Steven is facing charges and allegations that she stole the alligator from her former employer Croc encounters. This is alligator expert Frank Robb talking about the allegations. There's a
1: lot of permits in place and things that are put there, not just for your safety, but for the animal's safety and the, the safety of the, the public around you. It sounds like a, a pretty bad day for the uh, for the alligator. All they have to do is be fed one time or see something like that happening one time, and they're going to be drawn to people from here on out. That's just the, the way they work.
0: Okay, well, then she set the alligator up for a bad thing later on, basically being used to being fed by humans or being fed a human. Either way, that is not a room service call I would want to go on to. Yeah? Well, we got room 429. All right. They've ordered uh, a bunch of raw meat here. You go in and you find an alligator in the bathtub. And why would she be... Why would she have it for a photo shoot? None of this makes any sense. Completely completely crazy. That's why it's on Stranger Than Fiction. Good morning. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. Well, check it out. This situation in Oakland, California, where a couple guys were trying to carjack somebody right in broad daylight. Right in broad daylight. I saw uh, the other day on the news, one of the lawmakers in Oakland saying that Afghanistan was safer than Oakland these days. But anyway, uh, these guys were trying to carjack Somebody in broad daylight, and then two guys came out of nowhere with sticks practicing their karate. Take a listen. Two Good Samaritans stopping an attempted carjacking in Oakland. Take a look. This happened last month on Piedmont Avenue. You can see a man returning to his car when he's approached by two men in sweatshirts who take his keys right out of his hand. As they go back to the man's car, watch this. Two people intervene. The carjackers then drove off without taking the victim's car. The Good Samaritans reportedly work at a karate school across the street. Wow, that is a fantastic story. These guys at the karate place running out across the street with their sticks. And by the way, they were wearing three-piece suits. <laughs> it was like a scene out of a movie. They start beating on the carjackers' windshield, and the carjackers take off. Good Samaritans to the rescue and karate that is caught doing good. If you got a good story out there, let us know and we will tell it right here. Just email it to show at IkeWingate.com. And a very pleasant good Thursday morning. You know, at this time every Thursday morning, we do our outdoor moment with Chase Tressler at Innovation Outdoors. You can find them on Facebook with some uh, great content for you outdoor enthusiasts and just good knowledge about what is happening outdoors in the ozarks it's all being brought to you by arkansas elite welding academy you could be earning real money as a professional welder in as little as three months arkansas elite welding academy is a private trade school less than two hours away in quitman arkansas arkansas elite combines individualized training and decades of instructor experience which gives you a realistic on-the-job environment And that's going to give you a leg up as students have the most sought-after skills in the industry after studying at Arkansas Elite. Tours are available on most Thursdays at 9.30 a.m. And you can get more information at ArkansasEWA.com. That's ArkansasEWA.com. Or call them at 833-ELITE-10 and make sure you tell them Ike Wingate sent you. All right, time now for our outdoor moment. Chase, good morning to you.
1: Well, good morning, Ike. It's a great Thursday here in the Ozarks. I was hoping these uh, temperatures would stay lower than they are, but, you know, here it is back in the 80s, which, you know, it is Arkansas and Ozarks, you know, last of September, uh, first week of fall. Get out there and enjoy the waterways, uh, the lakes, rivers, streams, whatever you want. Grab your pool floaty and jump in last few times this year before the temperatures get too cold to enjoy them. I'm going to give a shout out to those of you who have been out there braving the temps you know on the bear season the opening week of deer season congratulations to all the bear hunters that have harvested a bear and helped fill the quota for the archery season um, all you deer hunters have been out there braving these last few days opening weekend of deer season up in the 80s i know you know in a ground blind or something it might feel like it's 100 degrees but several of you have been out there and got it done and congratulations to you whether it's a buck or a doe i'm going to give a shout out to a few of our locals that i've seen on social media that's really hunted hard and got it done mr uh, heston maybe i saw got a great buck over around the green Forest area looked like he hunted really hard and put the time in and got a great buck so congrats i saw mr robbie nest got a great buck over the opening weekend and then i also saw where mr jamie acres which uh he'd opened the the jamie's restaurant here in Berryville, recently i saw where he had hunted and got a great 170 inch you know plus or minus deer over the weekend and congrats to him for those of you who might not know the, the 170 inch reference basically when you're measuring the inches of white tails or any type of antler like that you take the overall growth of antler on both sides combined and you add them together and that's your total antler growth anyway so 170 inch deer in a northwest arkansas southwest missouri can literally be a buck of a lifetime so congrats to him on that that harvest so good job to all the local hunters you know getting it done this last week real quick i'm gonna shout out here to to everybody and let them know you know there's also hunting competitions big buck competitions 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 every year that some of y'all might not know about that could be fun get your friends family you know your kids your hunting buddies involved in most people are on social media or on the web one way or another and so there are different platforms you can look at but a couple of the ones i really enjoy the big buck classic arkansas big buck classic down in little rock every year is a great one try and get down there they do a statewide competition but they also you know give awards for county specific my cousin brian box won this carroll county division a few years ago with great buck he harvested so that's a great one a lot of good down there you go check it out it's uh, the end of the year down little rock the quest hunt competition is a nationwide comp you know that involves several different states you compete against the state you're you're licensed in and you're hunting in but uh, mr michael griggs he's actually one of the uh, pro staffers for the quest hunt competition and he can get you some information if you know him or can contact him on facebook or whatever and then mr shannon newberry and his group the arkansas master predator association they have a great big buck contest here local you know they're out there the green forest area but they enter the whole northwest Arkansas and even some in southwest Missouri and it's a great competition every year so give these guys a shout look them up online you know holler at them on Facebook give me a call you know Chase Tressler uh, 870-423-7854 and I'll get you contact information or or a website to look these up on but everybody get out there look these up and enjoy them there's a lot more fun to it than just hunting and getting the deer meat you know you can get especially some of your kids involved in it and they they like this stuff so everybody Stay safe and have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Good morning. Happy Thursday, which means it is Friday Eve, does it not? Which means we got Friday football action happening tomorrow night. Yeah, and you're going to be able to hear it right here on uh, this Carroll County Broadcasting Station, depending on what team you are wanting to listen to. Uh, It looks like the weather will be, it's going to be a little warm. It's going to be a little warm, man. We've got uh, some warm days ahead as we go into October here, which is pretty wild. Anyway, we had a pretty mild September, getting into a, a, a you know hot hot spell here at the end. Anyway, Friday football action tomorrow night. Of course, you got some junior high action going on tonight. Tomorrow night, you have got the Huntsville Eagles, and they are going to be playing Elkins at Elkins. And, of course, you can hear that game on 100.9 Retro Rock. All right. And then, let's see here. Over on 107.1 KTHS, you'll be able to hear the Berryville Bobcats hosting. No, not hosting. They will be traveling to Gentry. Okay? So you don't want to make the trip? Listen to it live 107.1 KTHS. The Bobcats taking on Gentry. And the Green Forest Tigers, you can hear them on 96.9 FM and 102.3 FM as they will be taking on Ozark. They'll be traveling to Ozark tomorrow night. So uh, we got some away games happening, and that's a great time to, if you don't want to travel, you can listen to it. Right here. All three of our teams traveling. Yeah, I just I just kind of realized that. Huntsville is traveling to Elkins. Berryville traveling to Gentry. And Green Forest traveling to Ozark. All three away games. So, anyway, a great time to check it out on our Carroll County Broadcasting family of stations as we bring you live, local football action. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law. Have you ever told a little white lie when someone said, Do you like the meal that I made you? Basically, you go to somebody's house, they make dinner, and they serve it to you, and you don't like it. Do you lie and say that you do? Or, I don't know about you guys. Maybe, oh, I don't want to get in trouble here, but let's just say, let's just hypothetically say that you were, you first got married and you're young and maybe your wife doesn't know how to cook that well yet. Did you tell her it tasted good, even though it didn't? Well, according to a new poll, 70% of people admit that they have pretended to enjoy meals to avoid hurting someone's feelings. Yes, it can be a nice move in certain situations. But if it's a family member or close friend, be careful with that, because if they think that you loved it, they'll make it for you again and again and again. And then, how long are you going to keep the lie going on? Huh? Huh? Come clean! Tell them you hate it! You hate their stroganoff! Their meatloaf is terrible! Just get it out of the way. Sorry, went crazy there. Uh, 64% of people say food is their love language. Really? Okay, 48% of people say that uh, they like to show their loved ones they care by surprising them with their favorite foods. That's nice. More than half of the people surveyed say that they have cooked someone a meal to say I love you, to console them, or to express thanks. Okay. The most romantic foods to share are cookies, ice cream, milkshakes, and pizza. What are you talking about? Really? Really? That's the most romantic foods? I mean, what what about like a, I don't know, a creme brulee or a tiramisu or a, I don't know. Anyway, 72% of people surveyed say that they're usually honest about their partner's cooking skills. And speaking of honesty, only 53% of people in relationship, uh, in relationships rated their partner's cooking skills as excellent or even good. My wife's an excellent, excellent cook. Um, she's just gotten better every year. <laughs> oh, man. I, I've been married almost, let's see, 17 years now almost. And, uh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yes. My, my wife's a fantastic cook. Fantastic cook. But we joke about the very beginning. Some fro a lot of frozen meals in the beginning. And, uh,. But uh, my goodness, boy, she's definitely made up for uh, any lost time from back then. But uh, anyway, what do you think? Have you ever lied to someone about a meal to say that it was good when it wasn't? I got to say, you know, I've definitely gone to people's houses, especially if they're elderly, you know, from church or something like that. And you're, you know, you're eating like a salad with jello on it or something. And you're just trying to just. You're just trying to push through it. You know what I'm saying? Has that ever happened to you? Anyway. All right. If you've got a story like that, send it to me. Text at 870-505-1518. Good morning.